Hello, bonjour, and good morning, LinkedIn. Good morning, Robert. How are you doing today? Ooh, good morning, LinkedIn, and good morning, Doreen. You know, Doreen, today, today I'm just dreading Monday. Okay, so hold on a minute here. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to our show. And let me ask you this question. You know, let's get started right away. What is your least, what is your least favorite day of the week and why? What is your least favorite day of the week and why? Ooh. Rob, what is your least favorite day of the week? You know what? I've got, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a confession to make and I've got to be honest with you. What I just said wasn't necessarily true. I like Mondays. I, you know what? I don't have a least favorite day of the week. As a matter of fact, I love every day that ends in the letter Y. Oh, that, that's good. As long as you speak English, then. <laughs> that is true. As long as you speak English. I, I, you know, actually, I love Mondays. I love Mondays. Monday is really... I love every day of the week because I do believe to, to have the the opportunity to wake up healthy and to live another day, to go throughout another day alive is a blessing. So I love Mondays the same way I love every other day. But Mondays are particular for me because it's like a new start, a new opportunity, you know, to rock the week, to achieve I... some goals, to do things, a few things, new things. But actually, you know, like Monday has quite a bad population. And for most people, their least favorite day is Monday, right? And so there, there are even a couple of questions, uh, a couple of questions, a couple of sounds talking about this Monday blues that everyone apparently is, is feeling and eventually start even on the Sunday evening. Yeah, I mean, there are so many songs dedicated to how much people hate Monday. I don't know if anybody remembers Monday Morning by Fleetwood Mac. That came out way back in 1975. Think about that. That's a long time ago. That's a long time to be hating Mondays. Now, I know everybody <laughs> remembers Jimmy Buffett, as I, as I like to call him. I know it's Jimmy Buffett. Don't get me wrong. But uh, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, as I like to say. But but no, seriously, seriously. Everybody knows him for Margaritaville. But do you remember his song Come Monday back in 1978? So he hated Mondays, but then but then everybody remembers the bangles, right? It's just another manic Monday. Wish it was Sunday. You remember Listen. That one, I'm looking at the list of songs you have here, and I see they are all in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, listen, the most recent one is what? 1986. That's the year I was born in, right? So, but I no. know you. But I know you've heard the song, right? It's just another manic Monday. No, <laughs> no. OK, OK. But but what that does show, though, it goes to show just how long people have hated Mondays. Mm -hmm. And actually, in a 2021 poll by YouGov, 58 percent of uh, the four 
thousand people they surveyed responded that Monday was their least favorite day of the week as well. So like that, this is this is kind of interesting, you know. As you said, it has been around for decades now, right? Even before I was born, to tell you. So I I don't know any other narrative outside of the my own narrative that I have decided to create that, that I love Monday. Uh, I I don't know any other creative than people having the Monday blues most most of the time. But here's the thing, people. You know us now. You know us now. Oh, and hold on a minute here. Our friend Shim also, I'm sure he, Shim, loves Monday, right? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have a real job, so I, I'm guessing. <laughs> At least he's working every Saturday, right? So he's here with us <laughs> working on a Saturday. So that's probably Saturday, his list, or Shim list uh, uh, favorite day. Anyway, so as you know, here on Good Morning LinkedIn, we are talking about topics that are controversial. We have no BS conversation because here, listen, we are here to spill the tea and to share our opinions, right? Nobody's right, nobody's wrong, and we are here to have an open and honest conversations and, you know, try to improve our awareness and understanding of one another. And for quite a few times now, we have been covering the latest trends in the workplace. And since the COVID-19 happens, God only knows how many new trends have emerged in the workplace. But listen, today we really, really want to ask you the question, and we are asking the question, are people losing their mind at work? Who? Now, you know, that's a really good question, because if you look on social media, you will see videos all about people doing crazy things at work. You see people at Walmart quitting their jobs in grand fashion. You see people secretly filming their co-workers doing crazy things. But Doreen, let's talk to the people about the newest trend. And what we want to know is, have you ever, ever, ever heard of something called bare minimum monday have you ever heard of bare minimum monday anybody in the chat have you ever heard of bare minimum monday so now it is the newest trend joining well the trends like quiet quitting and re re, re what is that word doreen that other one resent resentism resentism so you know we got all these crazy trends right but here's, have you ever heard of Bare Minimum Monday? Let me just ask our audience that before we even tell you what it is. Now, when I look in the chat, Umesh says that his favorite day of the week. is Sunday. It's Sunday. Wait, did we ask favorite day or least favorite day? I forgot now. Least, least, least favorite, favorite day. day. So, so his least saying, favorite day must be Sunday then. Yeah, his least favorite day is Sunday. So now that that's pretty interesting. That is Philip Davis. Thank you for joining us, sir. Phil, my friend Phil, have you ever heard of bare minimum Monday? See, Phil is in human resources. So if anybody should be aware of what some of the new trends are, Phil, you need to listen to this, man, because bare minimum Monday is a thing that we found and it just blew our minds. And we wanted to know, have people in the workplace simply gone crazy? Yes, and hi Zion, who says it's a wonderful topic. Yes, eh? are people like losing their, their mind? That's a, that's that's a legit question. 
And so bare minimum Monday. So let's look at the let's take a look at the concept here, right? Yes, again, the latest workplace, so uh, bare minimum Monday, is uh, hitting productivity, right? And so a lot of people, uh, as we talked about, uh, don't like Monday, right? Monday is the least favorite day of the week. And so now it has become a workplace trend and it is not making businesses happy, right? And we can easily understand why. Bare minimum Mondays are a version of the Monday blues, okay, with potential ramifications to employee productivity and the employer-employee equation, okay? So bear with me here. It is a practice where employees show up to work to only do bare minimum on a Monday, often starting the day late after a productive morning of self-care rituals. Now, let's pause here. I kind of like the aspect that, you know, work comes after your self-care ritual, okay? That's what I do myself. I wake up early. I have my self-care ritual before I start my working day. Now, you wanted to take, play, take care of yourself. Does it justify the fact that you will show up at work late and that you would do the bare minimum because it, it is Monday? This is where it becomes all confusing for me. Yeah, it becomes extremely confusing. But here's the thing. So now I started thinking to myself, where do all these crazy things come from? So a TikToker named Marissa Joe. She's the one who took her hatred for Mondays to a whole new level. In her most recent video, she talked about bare minimum Mondays, and she's being credited as being the creator of this term. That video now has over 670,000 views. Now, in the video, here's what she says. She says, and I quote, I had to tell myself to do the bare minimum in order to not make myself sick over how productive I was being. What, what the heck is that? What? Here's what we want to ask the audience. We want to ask, do, do you think that this is okay? Do you think that bare minimum Monday is a thing that is okay? And while we wait for you guys to type your answers into the chat, I want to remind people about this cult classic movie that most of us have seen. Anybody remember Office Space? Doreen, have you ever seen Office Space? It's a movie? It's a movie. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't. Okay, so listen. You've got to watch it. It is a cult classic. If you've ever worked in a bad environment, that's the movie to watch. It's a comedy, so it's real funny. But there's some specific things in there that kind of relate to this bare minimum Monday. So think about this. In office space, what you have is an office environment that really needs to be downsized because there are a lot of slackers there. And so they bring in these efficiency and productivity experts. And we know every time somebody brings in a, an efficiency expert, somebody's going to get fired, right? So the efficiency experts, their names were Bob. And so Peter was an employee who was kind of a slacker. He was doing the bare minimum. And Peter had a meeting with the Bobs. And in this meeting, Peter said, you know what, Bob? Bob, I do just enough work to not get fired. And it was so hilarious when he said it because it was true. And you know what happened? A lot of people got fired. But Peter didn't get fired. No, he didn't because he did the bare minimum. Is that is that correct? Damn, he did you the know? bare minimum. So this whole concept 
of bare minimum Mondays is not new, but doggone it, it is crazy. So I am wondering, Jamal, have you ever heard of the concept of bare minimum Mondays? And if you have, what do you think about it? If you've not heard of it, it is people who are just, you know, doing the bare minimum at work on Mondays. What do you think about it? I think that's the craziest thing ever. Doreen, what well, do you think I, about bare minimum Mondays? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, I didn't even give you an opportunity to talk about it. <laughs> uh, no, as I said, you know, I understand the idea of taking care of yourself and prioritizing yourself, but I do believe I'm an entrepreneur, right? So as an entrepreneur, I don't believe in doing the bare minimum. I don't believe this is how you get results. And I don't believe this is how you progress. Now, I'm not saying that you have to uh, overkill yourself or, you know, burn yourself out, you know, in order to get results. Uh, but I mean, like, if you want to get in a job when you do the bare minimum, I don't know where is the passion there? You know, where where is the the vision there? Where is the 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 willingness to improve yourself and become a better person if you because I do believe it's a mindset, it's a state of mind, really. And so if you're willing to do the bare minimum for one thing, is that the kind of philosophy that you apply to anything that you do in your life? Right. Right. Well, and I think I think this leads to an even bigger problem, because if you think about it in a panel discussion last week at the World Economic Forum, Experts said that the recent trends that we're seeing are reflecting a changing relationship between employers and employees. Duh. Like, I, I mean, really, really? Jude? you needed to organize a panel at the World Economic Forum to, to figure it out. Right. So so what, what do you think about that, though, Doreen? What do you think the problem is? I think there is a gap between the top tiers and the people. And as long as the people leading companies don't realize that they want to differentiate themselves from the people, like it will never work. I, I do believe like, you know, despite all the changes and despite, you know, the need for more flexibility and the options for more remote work, we are still not getting or at least the decision makers are not getting the concept of work-life balance right. That's the thing. Do you listen to your people? And when I say that you need to sit at the, an, an international uh, forum, the, so the World Economic Forum, to talk about it, I'm like, instead of staying high level, why don't you go down a few, you know, like a few floors and just meet the people who are working in your organization, sit down with them and have a conversation, ask them what they are looking for, ask them what would make them happy, ask them what. So on one side, I think there is a gap still between the top, the decision makers and the people. But on the other side, I feel like, and we have talked many times about it, the people the employees, they don't even know what they want. And they are asking for too much yep. things that don't make sense and they want everything at the same time. I'm like, at some point, we need to find the middle ground. And this is the that this is what's missing right now. Yeah, yeah. So check out Jamal. Jamal says that he thinks that it's crazy. But let's keep it a book. At some point in everyone's life, they've probably been their best 
probably haven't been their best on every Monday. Yeah. And as an entrepreneur, he has to grind at different levels to break. Yeah, you got to grind as an entrepreneur, bro. I'm with you. But but so let me tell you what I think about this, Doreen. So let me tell you what I think. Hey, Catherine, what's happening? You love these discussions. Well, join us. Join us, my friend. Let me tell you what I think about this, though, Doreen. So let's think about wages themselves and historically how we used to get wages way back in the day. Way back in the day, you would go and work and your wages literally would be your necessities. So you would get food and shelter and clothing in exchange for working. And I mean, like way back in the caveman days. Right. So now if you think of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you went and worked and the basics that you needed were taken care of from working. Now, at some point came the Industrial Revolution. And at that point, you got paid either for time spent doing things or for the result of producing something, right? But what happened then? You got a wage in the form of a currency, and that currency didn't necessarily take care of all of your basic needs and wants. You then had to take that currency and take care of your basic needs and wants. So now there was a huge shift here because when this shift occurred, that's when you had really the haves and the have nots because the basics weren't taken care of from everyone. So you had some people that were homeless and struggling and didn't have food and you have had others that did. And so the amount of currency that you got was based on the amount of output production that you had, especially when we had factories. Now we moved into the modern age where everybody was in an office. And so you took the concept of spending eight hours a day producing something and you tried to put it to a service-based economy now, that doesn't work. Because you could go in on a Monday and literally only have four hours worth of work to do and get it done, but your employer expects to see you for eight hours. And so now in your head, you're toiling trying to figure out, how do I fake it these other four hours? How do I make up stuff to do? And I think that is a big part of the failure. There's an expectation, and I said this before, for people to want to see you instead of valuing the output that you have. So, for example, when I had people reporting to me, if we were working on a project and at the end of the week they had completed the project, I would tell them to go home. And they wouldn't have to take vacation time or anything because I'm paying you to do projects. If that project work is done, why do I need you sitting here staring at me like this? That doesn't <laughs> make sense. Yeah. You're working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think we, we went through a period where organizations had a distinct advantage over people and it was an unfair advantage. Then we went through a period where employees had an unfair advantage over corporations. And we keep going back and forth on this pendulum or on this seesaw ride instead of just getting together and saying, mm -hmm. hey, look, what's in your best interest and what's in my best interest and how can we create a win for everybody? That's what I see as being the problem. That was a long-winded way of saying all that. But, you know, I, you know, I, I like to tell stories sometimes. <laughs> and we love hearing your stories. But if I can summarize it, as I said, it's like the middle ground is missing here. We need to have those conversations and, you know, to be willing to meet, to meet each other halfway through in order, you know, to find a way. Because also, if you are not productive at work, it will impact the revenue of your company and if the revenue of your comp the company you're working for decreases, then, you know, people will get laid off. Yeah. So yeah. by doing so in the mid and long term, you are putting your job at jeopardy. Is that the ooh, way ooh, we ooh. say it? 
But check this out. Check this out. So companies are always talking about productivity, right? So, mm-hmm. you know me, I like to come with the facts. So, so, so the Economic Policy Institute, they've been tracking productivity for quite some time since the 1960s. And what they have found is that between 1979 and 2021, there has been a 64% increase in worker productivity in the workplace. However, there has only been a 17% increase in pay. So in other words, productivity is outstripping pay. Yeah. But that's the issue. That's the main issue right now. This is literally, you are like putting like right on on the issue where, and you see your product, you are not getting paid for the productivity you are providing, but you are not even getting paid, you know, uh, taking into consideration the inflation and the external factors that are happening. So what you are doing doesn't pay you for your work, your real work, but it doesn't even pay you, as you mentioned earlier, to cover your, your basics, right? So to pay the bills, do the grocery store, and so on and so on. So now, now that we have talked, we have talked a little bit about it. But I do believe this per- the perspective is is important here. There is another trend that I I had never heard of. That uh, so Robert wrote to me one day, say, "Hey, Doreen, check this out." And honestly, I thought that was crazy at first. But then when I keep reading it and searching about it, I was like, "Damn." That's interesting, and I may I may want to do it myself. So here, the second trend that we are talking about, asking if people are losing their minds, and clearly this one, like I am wondering, like to what level people have lost their mind. We are talking about body doubling, <laughs> or parallel working. Listen, when I hear parallel working, it, when I read parallel working, it, make, it makes it makes me think about you know the series it was an american popular american series like the the guy and the woman with the um, extraterrestrial you know people coming from another planet how we call it damn i don't remember what third rock from the sun no she he was handsome and she was like with red hair short hair red hair short hair yeah, they, I loved this this series so much when I was when I was young. Anyway, uh, but yeah, when I see it, when I read Parallel Working, I'm like, <laughs> where where are we going? <laughs> What's happening here? I'm wondering if anybody has heard of body doubling or parallel working. Anybody, have you heard of this term? Because here's the deal: we actually found it in an article in Forbes magazine. Now, body doubling. What the heck? I mean, if I could get a body double for me, I would send them to do all the dangerous stuff that I don't want to do. But this is not what it is about, actually. This is not what it is about. <laughs> so here, let, let me tell you a story for once. And this is an example to illustrate what we are talking about. Nicole Onilla, who is a young influencer on, on TikTok and, um, and other social media platforms, she goes live, okay, for about five hours every day, going live while juggling her full-time job as a data analyst, okay? So you might wonder, 
how does she did, do it all? She cannot be life of our hours in a row and be working full time. And actually listen to that. She's doing both at the same time. She's live streaming herself working from home to an audience ranging from hundreds to thousands of viewers. And now actually she has 8,000 daily viewers, regular, right? Watching her working remotely. So basically five hours in a row watching her working on her computer. So she usually starts work at 9 a.m. and goes live an hour later. Um, and she calls her live videos work alone together. Okay, and since she started a couple of months ago, she has earned more than 100,000 followers. So, you know, it's it's well done though. I have looked at her videos and it's well done. She has an aesthetic desk setup with ambient music, uh, purple lights, and she stops working from time to time to answer questions uh, from her audience and, you know, who work alongside her actually. So she's creating, can I say, can we call it an online co-working space? Would that make sense? That, that's what I was thinking as far as the call it. It's like a co-working space, but at your own place. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So actually, and what she's doing, that's what we call body doubling or parallel working, a new term for an old strategy. Listen, there is nothing new under the sun here, which is basically doing work in the presence of others. And so Rob and I, we were having this conversation before going live where he was telling me that he would do the same right with um, like friends or family members. They would sit, don't talk to each, to, to each other, but like just the fact that there is someone seated next to you, right? It keeps you focused. And I would do the same, you know, online with friends, family, uh, through WhatsApp video, I would call them, but we wouldn't talk to each other, right? We will still be working and stay focused. And that's the idea here, to have someone to keep you accountable and to keep you focused on doing your job. Yeah, yeah, but I think the big question though is, are people doing it because they're trying to cope with being lonely? We talked about that before the show. Yeah. So is it the fact that some people are lonely and that's why they're doing it? Because we know that we live in a time where they're saying that this in this time period that we in, there has been the most prescription drugs given out to people than in recorded history. And most of those drugs have been for depression, anxiety, and ADHD. So is this a coping mechanism? And if it is, is it okay? Is it healthy? It may very well be healthy. Is it harming anyone? It may not be. Uh, personally, so I, I, and I know we, we like to give our opinions here because, you know, there's no right or wrong. It's just an opinion. I don't necessarily see anything wrong with it. I don't, I, I don't see anything wrong with it as long as you're still getting your job done. Um, if it is a coping mechanism, though, I think you need to get down to the root cause of the problem of your anxiety or depression. But some people just like having the company of somebody else around and that's that's it. But I don't see anything wrong with it. I do think it's a little strange because we used to do it in a real live environment. Hence, hence the co-working spaces and stuff like that. It's almost like having, like Doreen said, a virtual co-working space. So it is a little bit strange, but I don't see anything wrong with it. I think it's sad. 
if you feel like you have nobody else but just watching someone a stranger online working in order to keep you uh, motivated or to keep you focused on you know to to make you feel less lonely there is nothing wrong with it and especially you know if it brings you a positive outcome but i i feel i think it's it's sad that we have reached that level of loneliness you know and especially among young people i remember like in my teenage uh, age and you know even as a young woman i mean i would have i would have friends to hang around around with i would invite him invite them at home and we would do like group work working groups you know even though we were not doing the same thing to motivate one another so we did have that human interaction that now is just disappearing so yes you know covid has a big part in this uh, in this shift, but I do believe where the society is heading with less and less human, real human interaction and more and more virtual interaction, which at the end of the day is still, I want to say fake. It is not authentic because yes, we do care, you know, about being live here with you and having those conversations, but still it is different from having someone here that you can talk to, that you can call and you know that you can speak about your life or maybe, you know, uh, reach out for support. This is two completely different things. Ooh, now we've got some good comments from the audience. Jamal says, I think that goes down to the personality of the person. Folks are super extroverted and actually need the company of others as they may believe it helps them to concentrate. The psychology behind it is very interesting. And that's where I was going. Yeah, I think some people do need the company of others, especially ex extroverts. Like, for example, when COVID first started and we hit lockdown, they were saying that extroverts were having a hard time, whereas introverts were actually thriving. And then people like me were somewhere in the middle because I'm not really an extrovert, but I'm not really an introvert. Um, I'm just kind of somewhere in the middle. And I was OK with the lockdowns, even though and when I needed some some people to talk to, I would reach out to friends and we would go and hang out or whatever. So um, I think that's a good point. And Jamal, I'm with you. The psychology behind it is crazy. Now, Patricia says, I had never heard about this online co-working. It's a good idea, but not with strangers. Yeah. And then she's, she agrees that it is sad. Yeah, it is sad that some people were in that state. And Jamal says, we are three years into learning how to live life again. Yes. This is the new normal. Uh, this new normal takes skill to navigate. It does. it does. Yeah. And it does. And I think I don't. I don't know what you all think, but I don't think we'll ever go back to life the way that it was oh, no. uh, before. But I also don't think we'll ever be totally isolated again, either uh, sans another pandemic. Right. But I do think that we have the opportunity to make life different and hopefully somewhat better. Uh, like, for example, many of us have made connections outside of our local zip codes and area codes. We have friends all over the planet now. So what I see is us extending those relationships, keeping those relationships, but also uh, expanding it to where we actually start meeting people in person and, and having more personal mm -hmm. contact with them as well. So that's my hope. And I, hopefully I'm not Pollyanna with that, but uh, I just mm -hmm. I just really hope that that's where we're headed. So uh, now if you want to conclude and, and you know that we like to give you practical tips or, you know, some guidance on 
or as to what you can do if you feel lonely or if you want to if you want to you know um like get out of a certain way so if you think it would be stressing out right here's three tips to help you three practical tips that we will go over very quickly yeah Re reach out to a trusted friend or family member just call somebody if you think that you're stressed out uh next thing you know is consider seeking professional help because your friend or family member might say to you hey man you need some help so yeah. first reach out to a friend or family member second consider seeking professional help and the third thing sorry doreen i'm <laughs> i'm moving a little too fast today. that's okay that's okay go ahead and the third thing you want to do and th this one is important keep a journal write stuff down because once you write stuff down if you do need professional help or if you can logically figure out what's happening understanding your different moods and behaviors will help you figure out what's wrong with you you know, like I remember at one point in time, I was sitting here thinking to myself, why am I agitated all the time when I was going through this period of agitation? And I figured out why. I figured out it boiled down to my interactions with one specific individual in life. So what I did was I made like a tree trimmer and I cut that person out of my life. Uh, and you the stress know, it can be quite simple. Yeah. 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 It can be that simple. Yeah. And I'm that kind of person too. You know, I'm not going to think about it or overthink about it. I will just cut you out of my life and move on. That's it. Like, I like to keep life simple, but that this is me, right? So today we were talking about, uh, you know, the newest, craziest uh, workplace trend. And we were really asking the question, are people losing their mind at work? Because we feel like every time there is a new trend at work, it's even crazier than the one before and i believe this is literally what's happening right now so thank you uh, all of us for joining us today for sharing your thought and your perspective in the comment we we'll always appreciate it and our friend shim also is very happy when you interact with us in the comments uh, rob is there like one word you would like to say or uh, to conclude this conversation oh oh the 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 word for the day just be good to each other. Goodness. Be kind. You know, kindness can take you a long way. It can make your life easier. Always. That's what we're looking for here. <laughs> so thank you, everyone. You take care. You stay safe. Uh, we will see you and we will see you next week for another live episode of Good Morning LinkedIn. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Peace out.